good afternoon. I'm back deep under the Civic Centre with Kay, looking back at Crawler's history through the pages of the Bunyip. So, over to you, Kay, and you can start. Oh, Happy New Year to everyone yeah, as well. And happy and New Year. This is the first Bunyip for 2022. Yeah, so it would be the Bunyip for Wednesday, January the 5th, 2022, and I'm looking back at 150 years ago. Our police court arrangements... Complaints have reached us that while witnesses and parties interested are brought together at the courthouse at 11am, in police cases its business stands still at times for want of a magistrate. Some time back it was understood that the magistrates of the Gawler bench had so arranged that they were to attend to its business in alphabetical order, each taking his turn, and certainly no system more simple or efficient need be. In place of this, however, the bulk of the business is made to fall upon two or three justices who happen to reside near the court, to which there are more than one objection. It's oh. an interesting one. More trouble at the court? More trouble <laughs> at the courthouse? Oh. Yeah, the dear old courthouse, it seems to be almost a central part of Gawler life. I think it was 150 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> very, very active days at the Gawler courthouse. So, 100 years ago, the holidays... Gawler was very quiet during the Christmas and New Year holidays. In fact, nearly all the residents have been holiday-making for the past fortnight. The Perry Engineering Co. and Messrs May Brothers and Co. Limited and all other factories closed the day before Christmas and did not resume until Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. As is usual, a very large proportion of Gawlerites spent their vacation at the seaside. <laughs> Back in the days when we yes. break-up parties and... You would have been nice last week at the seaside too because it was so yes. stinking hot. Yes, it was. Not like today, which is quite cool, a little bit of breezy showering. A back-to-work kind of day. Yes, yes, it actually had an autumnal feel this morning when I went out for a morning walk, so it's not that far away, she says. <laughs> 50 years ago, firefighter to OBE, all in a day's work. On Friday afternoon, Mr Eldred Riggs fought a bushfire on his Gawler property. On Saturday morning, he was notified he would receive the Order of the British Empire. A mixed New Year bag indeed for the councillor who has served on the District Council of Manapara for 32 years. It was certainly an eventful end to 1971 for the Bentley property and the Riggs family, which of course is up on, she's waving her hand up on the Gawler to One Tree Hill Road. We used to host the Gawler three-day event. Oh, yes. uh, the cross country mm-hmm. in Bentley, so. Was that the same event that used to use Deadman's Park? Yes, yeah. So it used to start up at Bentley, up at the Riggs's behind the homestead there, and then come down the hill, cross the road, go all down through into Deadman's Pass, and then back. But then they went, moved it to the Adelaide Parklands because they said the Gawler course was too difficult. That was one of the reasons, and also it was getting demand for housing, so it all went. Yeah, never mind. Yes, we used to hear, we heard about it, and you could see there were structures in Deadman's Pass. That yeah, the jumps, yeah. Yeah, 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 quite fascinating. 25 years ago, world event bid. Gliders have graced skies over Gawler since late December with the staging of the National Gliding Championships. 45 gliders have taken to the skies to compete for trophies and prizes in various classes. It is the first time in four years Gawler has hosted the event and is regarded as a proving ground for Australia's bid to host the World Gliding Championships at Gawler in 2001. I don't think they did, did they? I don't know. I don't remember. 
Doreen's. So we'll have to check for next um, week. Ten years ago, Bubbly Annie whistles in 105th birthday. Annie Beckman has survived two world wars, the major depression of the 1930s and countless droughts to celebrate her 105th birthday on Boxing Day. Born north of Freeling on the family farm and delivered by the local bunny catcher, Annie was one of 13 children. Having trained as a teacher in Adelaide, Annie taught in many country schools and it was during her placement in the Riverland that she met her future husband, farmer Albert Beckman. Oh, what a lovely story. So she would have been Gawler's oldest resident. So that's it for the bunyip for this yes. week. Um, we've got the greengrocer and fruiterer photograph from Gawler then and now. Brothers HG and W Embrace sold groceries and fruit and vegetables. HG would buy in butter, eggs, etc. from the community to resell and deliver from his shop in Gawler South. So I wonder where the shop was in Gawler South. Yeah. But I remember as a child we still had groceries delivered from a local grocer's. It's such yeah. a yeah. way of life that died in it the was. 70s. Yeah, that's when the supermarkets came in. Mm, yes. Yes, we had a man used to come around. He was the Rawley's man and he actually lived in Gawler. His name was Elliot Walling. And he used to drive around in a truck that had all sorts of bottles and pills and potions. And Mum would always buy Rawley's vanilla essence from him as a staple because she used it a lot in cooking. The bakery, the baker used to come in his van, the tip-top man, and he'd open yes. the back doors and he'd pull out these wonderful trays of freshly baked bread and finger buns. And Mum always had a high-top loaf of bread. Baker used to come to the back door with his basket. Oh, and wow. Bread in a basket. And yeah. Mum and Dad would not buy sliced bread. Yeah, I don't think that was an option with our, our tip top man. Mm. Uh, he came in a van because we were all fairly sparsely populated. That uh, was Teacher Gully back in the, the early 60s. I remember it was just when the subdivision started up. And my grandfather was one of those that got had the property subdivided. So yeah. when I was a child, the milkman used a horse and cart. It was like these last vestiges of the nineteenth century that mm. were clinging on into yeah. the twentieth century. Yeah. And apparently, it's because the gears couldn't cope with the stop start. Oh, okay. On trucks, and so that's why I remember asking my father, "Why does he always have a horse and cart still?" Because oh, it looked very old-fashioned and cranky. Yeah. Where where was that? In... That was in Ballarat. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember in England, the Milky had a little electric vehicle, had a openings on each side where he'd have all the, the milk, milk bottles on yes. each side so he could go from one side of the road to the other without opening doors. And it'd just be silent and it'd pull up and, and he'd whiz out and put the milk in, whiz back, take the money. And that was quite novel. There's yeah. a scene of the milkman in an episode of Doctor Who that I'm sure has that kind of vehicle. Yeah, yeah, it probably would yeah. do. It was fairly common. I want one of the little posty motorbikes, you know, the three-wheeler ones now with a little cover over. I thought, oh, that would be perfect for getting around in. I had one of the old posty bikes. Oh, did you? Yes. I rode it around the block, decided, no, I don't trust this thing, and oh. then never rode it again. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, I wanted one. I coveted one. I thought that was just such a simple, neat-looking little bike. Okay, well, so we'll see you next week, Kate. We will. We're just nattering along here. Thank you, Jeanette. Yes, same time, same, same place. Time. Yes. Hopefully All being well. COVID <laughs> yeah. But all life